sake. Hi there and welcome back to the FFS podcast. I'm your host Pradi and this is episode 24 part 29. We're closing or we're nearing the end of the special episode. So thank you for those all of you who've been listening all the way from part 1. I mean thank you for sticking with us for so so long. But for those of you who've just joined us for part 29, I'd like to give you a brief introduction of how this special podcast has run so far and will for the next couple of days run. So essentially throughout the month of January I've hosted a whole load of guests and who are basically fans of various clubs from across the world and we'll be getting and I've got their insights and thoughts on various on various topics and matters pertaining to their favorite clubs so it could be players it could be transfers it could be managers it could be the board or the management themselves and I mean throughout uh the each part i've also asked my guests what their favorite moments were from 2019 as well as from the past decade and so uh the the brilliance or the the uniqueness of this special episode is that my guests have had the opportunity to choose their own topics most more often than not uh except for a few and again i think the previous episode or the previous part was what uh, we spoke about a topic that i really wanted to talk about and today we've got a topic that i think everyone wants to talk about it's one of the hottest topics of the last year uh, i wouldn't say of the decade but at least of last year or the last couple of years since it's been introduced and that is nothing but var the video assistant referees and as always joining me on this podcast to talk about anything unorthodox and anything left field is arjun now i'm not going to ask him to introduce himself because he's already done that on the podcast and and especially for this special episode he's been on before when we spoke about the fa cup and the league cup and its relevance and so i'm going to bypass that so so that everyone who wants to know what Ar- who arjun is should probably go and check out that previous episode right now arjun VAR okay let me ask you before we get into the mess that it is that it has become in the premier league especially when it was first introduced what were your thoughts um firstly good evening um and thanks for having me on but uh again do you actually see it as a mess right now i mean that's premier league yeah okay i mean we we get to that in a short while uh, i But certainly believe that um oh, yeah just uh, when it was introduced what was the first thoughts that went through your mind like uh, so for example like you uh, have uh, fifa whoever yeah fifa right uh, comes yeah. up with this idea saying that we are going to introduce video assistant technology to help referees uh, uh, manage and referee games better uh, they will be looking at certain certain aspects so that's been put out and you read that and what were you, what are the first thoughts that cross your mind i think uh firstly when when fifa wanted to introduce this i think we're talking exclusively premier league here but when fifa wanted to introduce this uh i think the objective was to get consistency uh irrespective of what the decision was the the objective was to get consistency um because in the past let's say in a big game um uh, I don't know why but this one moment is in my head uh, because Arsenal played Chelsea last week. Um I remember a few years ago, you know, I think most football fans would when uh, Gibbs was sent off instead of Chamberlain. Uh yeah. at Stamford Bridge. Right now, 
I think VAR would have, I mean, I'm sure VAR at the time would have sent off Chamberlain correctly. And, you know, Arsenal would still have all the defenders. But nevertheless, what I'm trying to say is it would have made these kind of decisions correct. Um, I think VAR, when I first heard it personally, I was happy because I thought this would give that consistent platform for, you know, every club to make a decision. Now, off late, what I've been hearing from a lot of people is that um, it's quite shit. And most football clubs are being affected by it. As an Arsenal fan, it's hard to take because I think Arsenal would be like fourth or fifth in the league if all the decisions were correct. Um, I mean, were handled correctly by VAR. Now, I don't really agree with this whole um, metric to calculate it because you they don't tell you how many decisions that VAR has gotten right. Off the top of my head, I remember, uh, I think Arsenal gained this season a point at Man United and probably a point at Norwich as, Norwich as well uh, because of VAR. But yeah, we lost out on so many others which should, should have been, you know, clear goals or whatever. But what I'm saying is there is no consistency with VAR. And I think, uh, yeah, going more from what I what happened over a few months, I think Mourinho hit, it, hit the nail right on the head when he said this is more video refereeing and not video assistant refereeing. It's just someone else making the decision, you know. Um, I feel, yeah, it's, it's, it's not really at this point productive or comp- positive for the game because some decisions are just crazy. Like you, you, you cannot really... You know, justify a game for like three or four minutes for a obscure decision. You could the point of VAR was to you know not really have these many right or these many wrong. It was to have a consistent way of you know keeping off your keeping your decisions or consistent manner of you know decision making in the Premier League, and that was just not there. And the reason why VAR was introduced was for precisely that because. There were too many fans for on too many games saying, hey, the referee made a mistake and the referee robbed us. And with VAR, you should not be saying that, but you're saying that even more. Um, I think uh, I was watching the Arsenal game yesterday uh, against Bournemouth and literally every time it went to VAR, both sets of fans started sh- chanting, fuck VAR. So, you know, you can see that right now it's a very negative... Um, attitude towards VAR, but, but that is purely because there is no consistency between uh, what has been uh, given as penalty or as foul or as a decision in one game versus the other. And when you have this, you have a discrepancy in, you know, having teams being, uh, I mean, I'm just saying for this case, it was Arsenal, but sometimes you will have one team which is favored and one team which is not if the decisions are not consistent, that's what's been happening. So I think it's an issue of consistency and not really uh, anything else with regards to it. And I think VAR is still good, but it needs to be changed or changed or altered the way it's the decisions are made and stuff. Okay. I mean, that's a quite comprehensive answer on everything VAR, but uh, okay. 
So, couple of things. First is that as an Arsenal fan, I can't believe you started off the podcast by saying good evening. Uh, it's hilarious. The second is that I can't believe you actually said Mourinho hit the nail on the head and agreed with something that Mourinho said. Uh, so, those are the two major key points that I came out with. But, uh, no, I mean, I completely agree on everything. So, um, let me tell you. So, when I read about VAR, it was more... Um, I wasn't. I, I wouldn't say I was happy, but I would say that I was skeptical on its implementation. Right? I was doubtful as to how it would be implemented because uh, I was. I kind of, you know, be uh, watching other sports. It. I kept trying to compare it to what the cricket has, or I'm. Mean, why did I say the cricket? Why to what cricket has, uh, which is, uh, which is like the DRS system, the decision review system. So. Yeah. Every per- so basically, a team challenges if they feel that decision's gone, uh, not gone against them or not gone their way. Uh, whereas, or even like in tennis, where you have challenges per set or per game, uh, no per set, and if a de- if you feel that the ball's gone out of the court, then you can challenge it. But you only have a limited number. So I thought that would be the case. That say uh, there was a bad tackle in the penalty box that. You know, the captain or the manager would say, you know, ask for the reviewal. And then VAR would come into place. The fact that once I read what, how it was actually going to be implemented, further, I mean, created more skepticism or doubt in my mind because it felt that it was going to take too long for, you know, the fact that he was going to allow play to carry on such until such time that VAR tells him to, you know, stop, there's something happened. So... Right. Which which felt like which felt even more, you know, suspicious. Not suspicious, but kind of uncertain and amb- ambiguous in a way. Right. Like you you didn't know how it was actually going to be implemented. Whether it was going to be too long because the guys who's already three four down the other end of the pitch would have to then stop play and then come back all the way with the ball, and it was just going to create chaos. And I was, I, I was partly, I can say I can, I'm part, I was partly right in thinking that it was going to take a long time to kind of, you know, it, it wouldn't be as simple as, you know, the team captain challenge, asking for a challenge or asking for a review. Uh, it was, you know, they were asking for real time and real time is always difficult when technology is involved and, you know, and you have a human element as well. So, uh, exactly. Um. Yeah, I think that, those were my first thoughts, though. Right, but for most of, I mean, you brought up a really interesting point with with regards to the DRS and cricket and drawing parallels to that, because you know, but then also you would then blame an individual if things were to go wrong, and that would also be a cause for negativity. You know, like if if let's say you the decision is in the manager's hand again, we're talking hypothetical here, but. If the decision is in the manager's hand, like to say, when do you call for a check for the for any decision? And he calls it incorrectly twice in a game and loses the chance to make a decision or to influence the game, then, you know, he's again thrusted in the spotlight. And in a world where manager's lifetimes, uh, lifespan in a club is anyway really short, I don't think that would help them. I, uh, I, would, I don't know if I'd give it to the managers that, like you said, it is... You know, I think even more pressure on the manager. And they can't see anything that's happening on the, you know, the pitch. So, if, oh, penalty, the yeah, exactly. if the, if the uh, 
penalties happening in the other end of the pitch this guy can't see that uh, yeah asked for the penalty so it's the players on the pitch who know what happens and so the guy who is closest to you know the ref the, to the incident can then maybe uh, persuade the captain to go and do it but again like you you talk about if, if that captain gets it wrong then the hate is all going to be on that one person you see that happen in cricket also if like virat kohli or one of these guys do a couple of wrong decisions or don't appeal when there is actually a right decision there's always going to be hate right. there's always going to be hate like why he's so terrible at doing dr i mean the review system why are you giving him that opportunity right. but that that's always been the case but i just felt that if you do that it just doesn't totally disrupt the game because you know var is now at a point where it's checking every goddamn thing you know it's fine check everything but then you don't have to stop for everything like let the let there be mistakes but then the captains only have two or three chances in the entire 30 minutes to actually stop a play and you know uh to really exactly right so i just felt that if that was the case again it was a lot of doubt at that point of time i didn't really didn't know what var was but you know uh, i was pleasantly surprised though when it was implemented in the world cup uh for personally i felt that there were more right decisions than there were wrong decisions in the world cup and i felt that on the biggest stage of football we are work best and i was a good publicity stunt or move it it got good publicity what i'm trying think, to say i think like uh, the drs and stuff as you mentioned like let's say if it were to be implemented in football it would i think help with the amount of times the game is stopped but it would still not solve the problem of consistency definitely i mean i i completely agree uh My, my i was predominantly thinking as to whether you know the key decisions change but then again var is so subjective it is so subjective especially you know things like penalties and like handballs like the way the the game moves at such a speed it's very difficult for you know the uh, the video assistant referees to even you know come up with the right answers or solutions and that's yeah. what we're going to be talking about so after a while now, it, it, the var was first brought to separate uh, different leagues like the bundesliga la liga i think la liga is one place where it was desperately needed the la liga uh, referees were shite uh, they were terrible the previous season before var and so i thought it was so good that they finally brought it to la liga and eventually yes it did come to the premier league but like you mentioned the purpose of var is to ensure that there is consistency or consistent decisions made throughout across the board which is the true purpose and like you mentioned at least from your opinion is that it it defeats the whole purpose of i mean or it doesn't fulfill its promise or its purpose right, right. so uh, with uh, so this is what i kind of wanted to talk about right like what do you think would need to be done to make var more consistent because I think uh, the issue with VAR is the consistency and um there I think there are two ways to solve this problem the first is uh to make referees more accountable uh so maybe have like a post match press conference or a mini press conference with the referees uh to uh you know question their decisions and stuff so I think that would make them more accountable and the second thing I feel is to adopt uh the system of soft signals from cricket uh for those who don't know soft signals are basically 
decision that's made on the pitch will remain unless there's enough evidence to overturn that decision or concrete evidence to overturn that decision. So I think a uh, couple of close 50-50 calls would not be made. And I think those 50-50 calls are what makes VAR that inconsistent. And I feel those two are glaring, uh, glaringly obvious uh, ways to improve it. Uh, maybe the referee can use the screen as well. And that's why in the beginning of the podcast, I said Mourinho was right because, you know, right now it just seems like there's an extra set of eyes looking at it and not actually helping the referee on the pitch to make decisions. Um, and I think that's what's important. Uh, I know a few years ago, there was a huge debate on goal line technology. And right now, goal line technology works. And it's that argument is completely void and everything's good. So I feel... If implemented correctly, VAR can actually do a lot of good. But what do you think about how, you know, VAR can be more consistent? Uh, there are several ways. One, like I, I probably agree with, I think, was it the second point that you brought up about, you know, making sure there's an understanding amongst all of the umpires. I mean, not umpires, that's cricket. Uh, but all of the referees. The freeze, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> as to what the actual rules are. So I, I don't know if I'm pretty sure you know about it, but there was a meeting at Stockley Park uh, before the season started because this was the first time that they were introducing the AR. And there was like the, an extensive session held among, with all of the referees of the Premier League kind of explaining how the AR was going to come into effect. What is the line at I mean what is the line that they have to draw at after which the decisions are clear and obvious and what decisions aren't clear and obvious and so everything was explained right however I I don't know whether it's like the Premier League referees are thick-skulled or you know they did not understand or they didn't want to understand what was going on uh, one of the key things or one of the key you know outcomes of that Stockley Park session was that the chief uh, referee, I don't know what his name, Mike Riley, I think is his name. So he basically recommended or suggested to the referees that they don't, that they don't go and approach the screens that are on the side of the pitch, which I feel is the main issue of, I mean, is the main reason of VAR. I mean, the VAR system works when you go to that screen and you see for yourself. Like you mentioned, or even jo and Jose Mourinho also mentioned, that VAR is meant to assist the referees. It's not meant to do the referee's job. If that was the case of VAR, then why do we have a referee on the pitch anyway? Because VAR can just do everything anyway. The guy can exactly right from there and just announce it to the entire ground or tell somebody on the pitch to like, yeah, that's happening. And so... What, that is one thing. I feel that sometimes VAR is hard done by the rules that it follows. Sometimes I feel that the technology is fine and, you know, it, it works based on the rules that they, rules that they have. But the rules are so ambiguous, so amb like vague at times that especially vague. the hand, yeah. ha handball rule, right? It's so vague. It, and because they changed it even recently, it is exactly so disruptive to, you know, what Everyone knows to be handball as well as to the referees. If you keep chopping and changing the rules, it's going to be an extra work for the referee also to un to kind of, I mean, it should be in their duty and it should be in their minds that they should know what the rules are. 
but you know constant change also affects their decisions because at, at some point given the pressures of when during play and everything that they can completely forget it's human nature so i mean the i i i would say that the that var is not helped by the rules that it abides by and i think one of the key things that fifa needs to do is to seriously you know get its rules to state certain facts i know the handball rule cannot be said that if it touches the hand then any at any point it's a handball so that that's a little you know dicey because if a guy is just putting his hand down there it can hit but you know there's that whole thing exactly. of the shadow right. position shadow position and all which is very very vague and extremely you know prone to misuse and inconsistency from referees because misinterpretation actually and that's the problem yeah exactly uh, so that's that's again something that needs to be sorted out uh like i mentioned they need to go to the monitors more man they really really need to go to the monitors especially for these penalty decisions i think um, i think one point which you made uh this was um i don't remember his name but um this was in the a league in australia and uh, one of the referees were leave, was officiating his last matches there and then moving to the premier league to referee uh, actually to the championship to referee and he he was mic'd up and actually that was a really good idea because in real time the fans could hear what the referee is saying and making that decision based on it uh, and at the same time he could hear what the f, uh, the fan could hear what the video referee is saying as well and um uh, and then you know it, i think the fan, the the fan gets the perspective that hey this decision because of these reasons uh, which which they can you know always uh you know debate about but at least there would be a clarity on why that decision is made and i feel if the re- referees are also mic'd up that gives them again as i said more accountability to make those decisions more consistent because var is not only in as you said in the premier league it's in most leagues in the world and it was in the world cup and in the world cup i think more more or less people would have a positive um opinion about it so which clearly as you said just goes to state that it works but it again depends on how it's implemented it works even in the other leagues it works in the champions league as well i mean albeit to certain points where you know the handball to kimpembe which is now accepted in even the premier league and everything so i mean that's the rule so they followed it so i can't really blame var for it but you know the but it works in other leagues as well you don't see so many complaints about var in other leagues like la liga and everything significantly improved how referees have have been there and i know i know you hate aftv but i think one of the key points that one of those guys in aftv brought up was that like if you look at the world cup that just happened not even one english referee was taken to the world cup which says a lot about how good you know officiating is in the premier league and so maybe there's a there needs to be an overhaul there itself but i think again it comes down to how well these guys are actually being educated in using these kind of technology sometimes a disruption to status quo is so is not taken that well and i feel that you know sometimes people will be like oh this is going to take away some of my job uh, so why why should i really care about it well it's not supposed to take care of your job it's supposed to help you in your job it's not supposed to take over and you know it's not like a robot replacing you it's supposed to help you 
and uh, that's where i feel that there is a misconception right. uh, misunderstanding amongst the referees but you know you brought up the australia that a league referee and i really i wanted to say that as well later on that i felt that that is such a vital part informing the public is such such a vital part and i get it i think in the premier league only anfield and old trafford don't have screens perhaps they should um, i would be for it it's not only because it not only for var but even if you kind of miss a you know a chance or something you're drinking or you're you're looking somewhere else or something happens and you miss a chance you can always see the replay or something that they put it up on the screen so uh i i think this yeah but be, uh, that never happens that never used to happen even historically right in premier league games yeah, like no, if you have gone no. to a premier league game yeah, like they would never show these decisions like they would show like goals and stuff but they would never show like penalty fouls or any controversial no, decision no, no. on the no, no. pitch on the main yeah, screen yeah. yeah yeah no i don't think that uh, i i meant when i say missing out i meant for like goals and all of that just i just had put up the big yeah, screen yeah, yeah, it's always yeah, useful right. but i i mean for uh, for now the var apparently when the uh, december break or that with the international break was in november they actually had another meeting and they were told that the var or the screens would have more information about what the referees actually doing so we would say var decision being checked for penalty uh, penalty not give everything would be written there which i felt okay fine they may not show the far because i think uh if they show such decisions being made in the big screen it could cause a lot of chaos especially in england given how volatile the fans are uh so i feel that you shouldn't show it but you should explain it either through micing up the referee like you said that could also give accountability but also you know uh you could just put it up on the big screen i would say that would be the first step before micing up the referee and despite you know their them telling referees to put or telling the screens to be put like that they still haven't done too many i don't i can't recall any of the big screens showing as much of detail as i thought they were supposed to show so it's I, somewhere or the other it's not no but even if, i mean if if these big screens say hey uh, you know checking for possible penalty um uh, and then giving the penalty it doesn't show why the penalty is given you know and i think that's the problem like I don't think any fan cares if it says checking for penalty. He wants to know why is that a penalty, and no, it, it, when the referee it, on the pitch does not give it or gives it. Right. No, I said. I'm sorry. Uh, you were saying? No, no. Yeah, yeah. No. Uh, what I meant was the the screens were supposed to show that. Uh, to, supposed to explain why ah, or why okay, not right, the right, decision, right. why the decisions or why not why the decision was not given. So. that they're not doing and i i that's what i'd heard now i i'm not privy to what conversations go behind uh at stockley yep. park or wherever so i don't know from what i read that was supposed to be the case or that's what i interpreted to be the case but that's not been the case so somewhere or the other implementation has hit a dead dead end or a roadblock where people just don't want to do that and i feel if they do that at least the fans you know people like you and i can know why penalties were given it's the people on the stands that really need that transparency to be you know provided for and so yes but even when the penalty was given like even if a penalty is given to let's say a vague foul even sitting at home and watching tv it's incredibly frustrating and okay i mean it's not aftv guys who have first said it by the way uh, about the premier league referees being pretty bad 
managers have come in and said, hey, if this is the biggest league in the world, your refereeing should be up to those standards. And it just isn't. So, um, yeah, I mean, that needs to improve. And I feel the only way it can improve is improving accountability. Uh, it comes back to that. Plus, also for the AF, whoever thinks that I'm agreeing with AFTV, just saying that uh, if if the VAR would be better, if the refereeing would have been improved, then probably Una Emery would still be Arsenal manager today. I'm just saying. Um so, yeah, you know, you, you never know. Yeah. No, because there were a lot of these. If Arsenal were fourth in the league or fifth in the league, I don't see why Una Emery would have not been manager. That, no, that's what I'm, I'm just saying that, like, you never know if, if it, if, if it was, we're all talking hypotheticals now, but if it was like that, then a lot of, a lot yeah, of teams yeah, yeah. would have either benefited or a lot of teams would have, you know, fallen. And I, I know when I say a lot of teams would have fallen, people will be thinking, yeah, Liverpool wouldn't be where they are right now. But if you actually look at the stats, uh, I don't think that changes too much. I think we pretty yeah, much. I mean, look, Liverpool are winning the league anyway. That's, that's, that's long been <laughs> a given, you know. So I don't think even with a few decisions that would go another way, Liverpool wouldn't. Um, yeah, I mean, uh, I, yesterday, by the way, on a side note, I know we're not, it's not about this topic, but, uh, Klopp's comments on the FA Cup are very interesting. So, uh, especially after the podcast we did, uh, last time around. I'm telling you, man, the podcast, it has, it does two things to real media. I'm telling you, it's like we do stuff and then it it's, just happens. I, I think it's the third or fourth time after we have actually done a podcast on a particular topic that it has become, uh, you know, come in the eye of the mainstream media. I, I think. I, I can yeah. remember Atlanta, the Red Bull teams, and now the FA Cup. Yeah. So soon now, VAR will either be, we'll get much better VAR systems in the Premier League, guys. Don't worry about it. Um, no, I, yeah, I, I mean, it, it's, it's nice, but in a way, I know it's not only us. It's, it's, it, but it's good. It's good that, you know, of course. things that we're talking about is, are relevant and happening. Uh, but, okay, but like talking about VAR and all of that. So we spoke about how it needs fixing and all of that. Do you see it be fixed anytime soon? Yes, of course. Uh, I think it will be fixed. Uh, if I mean, if it can't be fixed this season, it will definitely, definitely change next season. Because I feel VR was implemented on a very cautious trial and error basis, which is why I think the head of referees also said, don't check the screens, don't go and check the screens. Because I think that was perceived as spending or wasting too much time. So to keep the game flowing, he said, don't check the screens. And I can understand that point of view, but there's always a flip side to that argument. And, um, and yeah, I think it's, uh, I think it's definitely a trial and error phase that the Premier League is implementing. But yeah, I definitely see it being, uh, not, not gone out of the game, but changed a few aspects changed for next season, 100%. Do you think given that, you know, the Premier League of all of the leagues have actually found fault in the, in, you know, VAR is, you know, a leading reason as to why you think there'll be change? You know, if it was done in like the Bundesliga or La Liga, would people actually care too much? Is it because it's in the Premier League that, you know, you think there's a higher likelihood that the, whoever is responsible, the FA or the FIFA, whoever is responsible for 
you know amending rules and amending the var would actually take those steps hmm i think i think if a decision or a i think the influence of technology if it does not work it should be changed and i think there are subtle differences if you look at how it's implemented in in the premier league versus let's say la liga and i think um it it needs to be a tool that helps the on pitch referee or on field referee to actually make that decision and we are at this at this time is not doing it and therefore it must be changed if this was in la liga or um another league which is getting affected i don't know honestly because it's purely hypothetical but um i think that if you focus solely on the premier league and they're making um if the system does not work change it or at least at least try to change it you know but i could also argue that if the if var is working in five four out of the top five leagues and the premier league is the only league that it has actually found faults in then it's not too much to do with the system rather than it's got to do with you know something in particular or unique to that particular league would you agree with that exactly now now the uh, yeah i agree because it's uh, i think if you look at uh the term var like there are different rules being implemented or different uh safeguards in place in different leagues that dictate what the definition of var is or what decisions will be made from var but in the premier league these set of do- rules are different and in every league they're different i feel a part of the problem was the fact that it wasn't a trial and error phase and the premier league or fa whoever was has jurisdiction over it did not really go all in on it um and that means they wanted to you know kind of test the waters and this was the result of that um i i'm not too happy with the offsides and all of that like by millimeters having offsides defined uh i don't see that being you know an issue in other leagues um or i haven't seen this sort of graphs being drawn for like offsides and stuff but that's just my opinion you know uh i i just think uh, it's the way var is implemented and not really var as a concept which is a problem no i mean, with var and the offside rule i i'm of the i'm of the firm, firm opinion that you know offsides offsides so even if you're a marginal off you're off but i have a problem with how the graphs are drawn at times and again it's very subjective and i feel that one one of the improvements like we i we mentioned earlier would be that there is there should be no manual work when it comes to offside you have it like goal line technology where you know the, when the ball is touched or is yeah is touched by the passer or the midfielder right if he passes the ball the moment he makes contact with the ball that's when you check for offside and sometimes i feel that the frame that they check is not the right one at times so there's a lot of controversy about that so i feel that there should be some way where where maybe there's a sensor in the ball so when you touch the ball it it you detect that it's at that particular time and then you check you know where your striker is or where your player is and then again the graph shouldn't be drawn shouldn't be done manually there should be something automated there i don't think a, a manual uh 
referee should have any control over offside decisions. I, if you're going to keep offsides, if you're going to check for offsides, that is because I feel with that manual graph, it's very, 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 very uh, shady, especially when it's uh, manually. Done. Yeah, yeah. And I feel, I feel it should be like goal line technology, right? The ball passes a certain line, and you know that it's it's gone through. So similarly. You have exactly, lines on the pitch right. or whatever. But if you have I think lines, that is still years from being. No, but I, I'm saying that. Yeah, sorry, I'm years, sorry to I'm interrupt saying, you, but I think. Yeah. Yeah, as as you said, it's years from being implemented, and I think uh, even if you look at it from a completely different perspective, like seven or eight years ago, I think that's another aspect which fans would would not be able to say anymore. They would not be able to say the referee robbed us or killed the game in an argument about that. You know, usually fans had that something to and say, use that as an argument, saying, "Hey, the referee killed us during the game. It was unfair refereeing and stuff." You know, because right now it's it's just like completely, uh, I wouldn't say ruining the game, but uh, yeah, that's another you know aspect which I've heard that, that argument being put out as well. No, so I mean, the Premier League's got so much of money. Okay, it rakes in millions and millions of like pounds and cash, right? You can do something which is you have cameras, a small cameras lined up across the. Okay, I wouldn't say uh, by the byline, but you know, on the on either side, but towards where the holdings are, you have small small cameras there which detect each line. So when the, you know. I'm I'm just guessing. I I don't know how tech how what kind of technology comes up. So if if it sounds like a brilliant idea, then brilliant. We should just trademark it. But I'm just saying, if you have you know technology, you have cameras surrounded <laughs> everywhere. The moment you have a sensor in the ball, the moment he touches the ball, you know that okay, the pass has been made, and the cameras kind of capture each line, and then that makes a decision in a way whether he has that foot. About and also sometimes I feel p- people start drawing lines at the arms. I don't think the arm is supposed to be counted as part of your uh, scoring ability uh, because that's technically not exactly right. Goal. So I mean, there, there's a lot of that's why I said manual. It shouldn't be up to a manual guy to do. You know, uh, the offside decisions should be purely automated. That's my personal view, and I know it will take ages, and you need lots more investment in that. And maybe that's something that I see. Maybe at the end of the decade, uh, we'd be laughing about how we let men and Martin Atkinson be in charge of things like that. But uh, no, it, it's. I think uh, it should either be completely manual or completely automated because I feel uh, overall, like over the course of a season, if it's completely manual, the right decision will be made, like, and it will even out on average. And if it's completely automated. Then again, obviously, there will be a right decision, you know, correcting for technical errors and stuff. If you, if let's say, for example, the sensor idea was to be implemented, then you know, even a, even a point zero 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 one millisecond, no, point zero 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 one second, uh, delay in the sensor being, you know, uh, activated would make the decision. Reverse or incorrect or change the decision. So, you know, correcting for technical errors, this system would be flawless. But also, right now, you don't have that. So, might as well use everything manual rather than having this weird graphs being drawn and weird images. And even that, although you can see it, it people go like, "Hey, that's bullshit," you know. 
Yeah, I remember someone. And you should not have a technical system which says. Yeah. No. Uh, Sorry. Uh, go I, on. No, no. So I think what I I was mentioning that when you were talking about these graphs and all that, I remember I think when Firmino's arm was a little offside, this guy took a piece of paper and put it by the screen and said, "No, it's not straight." Uh, so, you know, it's things <laughs> like that. Um, yeah, but, I mean, when you the 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 issue here is again like when you can see technology and you can see that hey, okay, look, using technology. this is what is the this is what conclusions we draw from this decision and that even those if you look at the same image and see different results i feel it's not a viable way of measuring or viable way of deciding if it's an offside or if it's not like i even even i think uh, yesterday's game against bournemouth uh, martinelli's uh, was checked for offside when he didn't even touch the ball now if that would have been given it would have been outrage uh, like given as not goal it would have been an outrage because he didn't even touch the ball now luckily he didn't he wasn't offside as well but the fact that that was even checked is cause for concern you know because it's about having the right principle and the right uh safeguards in place to ensure that there is consistency and at this time there is just no consistency in the way decisions are made and i think that's why most premier league managers are quite you know upset with all of this right and i i don't know but maybe i i didn't watch the match yesterday so you can correct me if i'm wrong but maybe there was a movement towards the ball because even if you make a movement towards the ball then there is you can call for offside because that's you are going to interfere interfere in play apparently if you move towards the ball so even if you don't touch it that is so maybe that's okay but i again i didn't watch it so i could be completely wrong and yeah, yeah. if you watch it you'll know it better but uh i don't apart, want to okay. again speak about specific no. situations but but cool i understand what you mean right now again another last one before we end this particular podcast which is the encroaching or rather than the keepers coming off the line i remember i think it was dean henderson recently when they played uh, manchester city he was way off his line and again the line mm. is is the goalkeeper's line is part of the goal line technology i think there are sensors around the goal post or somewhere or the other that will detect if the ball's gone on either side can't there be something and i've played i mean there's a cricket thing also in in, in india called smash where if you leave the crease right there are sensors where you're standing so you know if you leave it then the person knows you're outside that particular area so it, it can be the same thing where you are where the keeper is standing that white line has a sensor where if he leaves that before the ball's been kicked then you know var goes hang on the penalty needs to be retaken again same thing i mean it again it's all to do with technology and whether they have the investments but this can all be so much more improved but that's something which you can see from but that's again something you can see from you don't need that sensor there is my point I, like yeah, you don't yeah. i don't i personally don't like the i i think you i personally don't like the you know i feel if technology needs to be added cool but if it doesn't need to be no need for it to be added you know because if it is then again the games will have so many more stops and will be inconsistent you should just let it flow and if you think about it like uh, for example like because after a penalty it's either going to be a goal saved or a goal scored and it's going to take about 5 seconds to check that frame when the guy almost kicks the ball to where your feet is 
also i think if your feet is above like not touching the line it's fine uh but it should still be over the line or something like that right i think that's the official yeah. rule like you just cannot be ahead of the line so uh, that i think it can be checked if it needs to be it can you can use the the referees maybe the linesman to check that because that's just one uh that's that can be done like manually like you can do it manually and i think you can do it with the current systems i just yeah i think that's fine i don't think you need to have too much technology in place for all of this no so okay i completely agree i i think there are both officials and linesmen all by the goalpost to watch it happen and it's it you can clearly see if you're competent you can see it and you can you can stop the things things from happening things like that from happening but i just brought up technology because they were happening and this is because they are incompetent i completely yeah, yeah, true, agree true, true. if if there is if but now that's, competent that's again a question of com- incompetence right yeah 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 definitely uh, i mean i would like less technology I, uh, but also. again here's the thing dude i don't agree but the thing is i don't agree with with that though i don't think that referees are incompetent i think they are competent they just i think one mistake puts them in the spotlight and the var is to ensure that that mistake gets eliminated and that does not happen with the current var technology right now i don't think they are incompetent because out of 10 decisions they make 7 or 8 right so i think they should be credit where credits due for those 7 or 8 decisions but again no, no. var was is, was designed to help them with the other two decisions out of 10 and it just does not help them out with those and with those minority decisions which makes it seem like it's their fault when it's not someone who's in the year like who's you know having a year piece is telling them hey this is the wrong decision you made so sometimes it actually goes to show that the referee on the pitch makes the right decision but var overrules which kind of means that the referee makes 9 out of 10 decisions and var you know overturns the right decision as well so in situations like this i wouldn't say the referee is incompetent i don't think the referees are incompetent especially when you reach premier league level i don't I don't see that to be the case. I just think that the systems implemented and the systems in place are just not working right now. Okay, I I would say I think a few of them are really incompetent and especially if VAR is overruling competent decision uh, competent referees decisions, then those the VAR are run by Premier League referees as well. So they're also slightly incompetent. So there are a couple of them. Uh but true. no, I true, true, yeah, true, true, where, true. Where, where it's when they have a good match i give them credit but i know that there are a couple of them and i'm looking at you martin atkinson i know there are a couple of them who are slightly you know really really incompetent need to be changed but overall yeah i mean it's more to do with the rules and you know just need to get a better understanding amongst them uh, I, i that goes a long way if you just get everyone on the same page it just goes a really really long way uh but uh, all right yeah so i mean I guess that's all the time we have to talk VAR. Uh we'll definitely have more VAR t- controversies throughout the ent- rest of the season so we'll definitely have more chances to talk about it and hopefully some more changes to be done. But thanks Arjun for being a pa- part of this podcast yet again and talking something that I mean as much as I'm trying to get you away from Arsenal talking about Arsenal so thank you for doing that. Uh yeah thanks for having me on uh, the podcast again and guys if you haven't checked out the previous uh podcast please go ahead and do it um and especially like the Atlanta ones and the Red Bull ones cuz i think now you can see that actually happening 
So, yeah, I mean, thanks so much for, for listening in and, uh, yeah, keep listening in to see what we have in store next. Yeah, definitely. I mean, if you see Atlanta and the Red Bull one and you know what are the changes post that, you, you, you better catch this one as well because, you know, you don't know maybe in a couple of months time, you'll have changes that we've discussed already being implemented or talked about at least. I wouldn't say implemented, but talked about. So here we are once again. So thanks again for tuning in. If you've been listening all the way for part one or if you've just joined us, uh, thanks for your support. And uh, don't forget to leave a like. You can rate us. You can tell us if you want to be a part of the podcast as well. You can also follow us on seven or eight different podcast platforms. So it's basically your choice. And as well as on Twitter, uh, I have tried to be a little more, you know, involved on Twitter over the past few days and we'll continue to do so so you can follow us there as well uh until then that's it for episode 24 part 29 i'm your host praddy once again and good night